it's a hot and windy day in Melbourne and that's probably ruining the audio uh, but oh crikey the wind just sprang up a little bit more just then uh, but I can't make this podcast only when the conditions are right if I was going to go if I was going to work that hard I'd set up a studio but uh, I, uh, I, I I just make these episodes whenever I feel like it right um, there's and I'm walking through Essendon fields at the moment where my dad used to work uh, which is the old Essendon airport I spend a lot of time here actually now, uh, uh, Ned Kelly. Um, there's a new Ned Kelly movie out, and I wouldn't be mentioning it, except that there was an article about it in the paper just now. Uh, I stopped in at the Hungry Fox, and uh, oh, the descendants of Ned Kelly's relatives are up in arms because uh, the brand is being damaged by this new movie, apparently. Uh, based on the Peter Carey book, True true History of the Kelly Gang, all that sort of stuff. Um, I have no sort of uh, uh, feeling one way or another uh, about Ned Kelly. Uh, He's sympathetic in some ways, uh, a sympathetic character. And uh, in other ways, I mean, well, in another way, he shot a cop. I'm from a cop family. (laughs) I had a great-grandfather who came from the same area who was a cop. My family comes from the northeast of Victoria. A lot of my family. Anything that didn't come from Melbourne came from northeast Victoria. In all the same places and and, uh, even share a name. You know, with him, uh, because uh, ancestors who were Kellys in exactly the same area, but not related. You know, I checked it out, and a long time ago I checked it out. But anyway, uh, so you know, no real sort of. I wonder what my ancestors thought of Ned Kelly, uh, because they were culturally the same, and yet they all seem to have carved out a life. And I'm doing okay now. So, you know, in a law-abiding way, they seem to have muddled their way through without trying to derail a train um, and put on suits of armour. Just ducked behind a hangar. It's very windy. Uh, And it's about 41 degrees today, apparently. Uh, Anyway, so... uh, so, look, this you can be a bit sympathy, sympathetic towards Ned Kelly, I suppose. People did him wrong. Yeah. But I'm sure people did my ancestors wrong too and they didn't turn to crime. I don't know. I have no opinion. The, uh, and this, mo- this movie, by the way, it has Russell Crowe in it. I haven't seen it and I probably won't. I have the book by Peter Carey, but we'll never read it. Not for any major reason, except I don't read it anymore. Uh, just, I just haven't got time. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm reading Harry Potter at the moment to my son as his bedtime story. You know, that's about as far as I go on reading. Now, uh, Ned Kelly. Uh, oh, 
the only thing that, you know, that's interesting to me about Ned Kelly uh, is uh, was he the last ever in history the last ever knight <laughs> as in putting on the the knight's armor and the big helmet was that the was that the last hurrah for knights in history has there been any since um he didn't look that flash it was just a uh, but then again you know how we sort of um get this idea a caricature of knights in shining armor um i get the sense most of those wouldn't have been uh you know, their armour wouldn't have been much more spectacular than Ned Kelly's armour. Um, but I think that's half the um, attraction with Ned Kelly. Uh, it was the last time we ever saw someone do that. You know, put on a suit of armour and march into battle. Yeah, he should have had a lance <laughs> uh, and a horse. That would have been fantastic. I think, I think that's half the attraction. Uh, anything else about Nick Kelly before I go? Because I'm just about finished. Um, let me see. Suits of armour. Oh, there is one thing that um, makes me laugh about Ned Kelly. It's the ridiculousness and audacity of even thinking of making a suit of armour. Yeah, it's very northeast Victoria, that... I've spent a lot of time in northeast Victoria and I come from there and it's just the sort of thing yobbos would do, would do up in northeast Victoria. Yeah, um, yeah I, I can see that happening. Okay, that's it. Nothing more to say about Ned Kelly at this point in time. Um, oh, this is better. It was very windy out there and hot, <laughs> uh, but I've ducked into the Hyatt after creating the audio that's coming up. That's right, I always do things in reverse order. Uh, and uh, this episode is about Ned Kelly, you know, and everything about Ned Kelly that I'm passionate about, you know, which is nothing. Uh, but uh, and, and at the end of the episode that's coming up, the audio that's coming up, I say to myself, now, can I think of anything else interesting about Ned Kelly uh, besides the suit of armour? Uh, and, and, uh, and I have come up with one uh, because I just remembered the first feature-length film ever made was a Ned Kelly movie. Uh, I presume here in Melbourne... Uh, or was it made up on in the northeast that movie and uh, and Mick Jagger yeah, was uh, in the lead role uh, that makes him around about 180 years old now which uh, which makes sense to me looking at him uh, right now um so you know there you go yeah mark that down as another first for Australia I don't know how how um, how important these firsts are, yeah. but we like to have them. Yeah. Essendon, we won the first ever flag in the VFL. Yeah. We like these firsts, you know. It's almost like we I was playing, you know, because I take some pride in it. 
Yeah. Um, just last week, Australia first you know, to replicate the coronavirus. It's going to wipe us all out. Uh, I was actually worried about that this morning. I don't worry about many things, but I actually lay in bed this morning before my alarm went off. I have this way of, uh, do you? I have this way of waking up just before the alarm is about to go off. Yeah, like uh, I've got my alarm permanently set on 6.25 at the moment and I, I wake up and sort of look over at my phone and it says 6.23. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I, 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 and I lay there and I thought, oh, this coronavirus could take off. Yeah, one, if not this one, another one could. One of these coronaviruses, one of these viruses uh, is going to take off one day and the bodies, there'll be too many bodies to bury. We will, we will, you know, we'll start by giving people a decent burial. Uh, You know, a little bit like in the old um, bubonic plague days, you know, and uh, and then uh, we would probably have to start digging trenches and that will be... um, yeah, we'll have to deem that dignified. That's as dignified as we can manage, you know. And uh, and then eventually, if it, if one of these viruses takes off too much, uh, yeah, you'll we'll, we'll go through Melbourne. What? There's a couple of million people in Melbourne. There's, what is there? Three or four? And uh, there'll just be bodies everywhere, you know. And eventually skeletons. And uh, there must be a critical mass where you simply can't bury them anymore. And I imagine that has happened in certain countries in the past. What did, ha- what did happen in the ancient times and times not so long ago when millions of people did die? How did they bury them all? Now, I'm thinking the Hutus... Well, obviously, there's a the Holocaust. The Germans were very efficient, though. The Hutus and the Tutsis. Um, now, there were millions, wasn't there, um, of murders uh, on that occasion. Uh, would have been quite an effort burying them all, did they? What's it, you know? Geez, that'd be a great book to read, wouldn't it? Yeah. The dis- body disposal in times of genocide and crisis, you know? Uh, and I suppose everyone does get busy, but there must be a critical mass of, um, you know, when the plague hits, when you just have to leave them there, you know? Um... We could get there one day. We're 7 billion people in the world. Now, I don't know what that's supposed to be by 2000, whatever, you know, 100. Um, Is that supposed to be 10 billion by then, 15 billion, 9 billion? I have no idea. But um, it's got to blow. It has to blow eventually, you know. At some stage, there has to be a billion or two or three lying in the streets. And I was actually thinking about this morning, morning, just logically. It's going to happen one day. Um, and I was thinking, eh, probably be good for the environment uh, on one level, so not all bad, you know, if you're just being dispassionate about it, a bit scientific about it. Uh, but then again, you sort of think, uh, yeah, I suppose I don't want my family uh, s- taken away by this plague, you know. Um, I don't want... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
well, uh, theoretically, I'm supposed to be just as heartbroken um, about some, you know, stranger in another country dying in China, you know, or somewhere. Uh, but uh, I haven't heard anyone uh, heart- sounding like... 